With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Philippe Matthews Show at the PMShow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with another phenomenal episode of the Philippe Matthews Show. I am so stoked, I'm so psyched, and so hyped today. I have uh, uh, scraped the entire planet, and I have found the one and only, the original baron of wine. His name is E.D. Boridon. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Philippe. How are you? It's good to talk to you, and uh, I'm very honored to be on your show. Well, there's a lot of static in your phone. Is there a way you can um, uh, mitigate that or somehow? Yeah, uh, hang on a second. Um, oh, there we go. That's much better right there, my friend. Is it better like this? Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's always crazy when you're, sh- when you're uh, taping live here, uh, even though it's pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, you are... An actual baron, is that correct? I mean, people, you know, know you the world over, but you're an actual baron. Yes, I am. Uh, it's because, you know, the, the king of France, uh, quite a few years ago, because, you know, we've even had a king in France for centuries, um, has given the title to my uh, great, 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 great grandfather, and it goes to the oldest son of the, of the, of the, of the, of the oldest son, and on, on and on. So um, my father was the Baron, was the Baron de Bourdon, and then his father, and so I got the title. Yes, that is incredible. So, what? Let's let's go back a little bit, because I'm sure people would like to know. Uh, you know, what was your childhood like? You know, what was family life like uh, uh, growing up uh, in this beautiful, beautiful country of France? Well, it was absolutely amazing for, because my I have I'm very fortunate because my father was in the army. And uh, we've moved a lot. So I was born in Austria, and uh, we lived in Paris, in Brussels, in uh, Bordeaux, and, wow. uh, in Saumur, which is the uh, horse capital of the world, and uh, in Strasbourg, which is right next to Germany. And my father had great posting also, so it was absolutely fantastic. And we used to spend our summers at my grandparents, and both my grandparents had estates in Bordeaux, close to Bordeaux, uh, one in Poyac and one on the east side of Bordeaux, which were wine estates. So from, you know, from my childhood, 
I've been surrounded by people in in the wine, but we didn't we didn't think about wine business in those days. It was just life as it used to be, and we mm-hmm. we take our we take our bicycle and visit friends in Chateau Pichon Comtesse and Pichon Baron, and then we go to Chateau Lanessan, and when we go Chateau Lafitte, my grandmother taught catechism to a man who eventually became the cellar master of Chateau Mouton, Mouton Rothschild. So, you know, it's it's all like it's look it's not in the genes because it can be in the genes, but it was really very close family. And my father, my grandfather, was in the wine business. And my father inherited an estate from one of his uncles, and mm. uh, that he kept uh, until the the end of the uh, the beginning of the sixties, nineteen sixties, because after that he didn't have time to take care of it, so he sold it. But that's you know I've been I've been in there, and my family has been there since. I tell you, at least the beginning of the 19th century. Well, you, you have a lot of wine experience as well um, when you came to the States. Talk about that uh, because you're not just versed uh, in fresh wine. You're versed in all wine. Well, this is because uh, when I was in the wine business, I was buying and selling wines. I was, uh, You know, when you have to sell wines to... Uh, to like a national uh, importer here in the United States or in Germany, for that matter, or any country, it's in, it's in, it's important to know what you're buying because it's much mm-hmm. easier to sell what you've bought. So I was buying the wines all over France. I was buying wines in Italy, in uh, in Germany, and in Spain, and I've sold wines in. Uh, so mostly in the United States, Canada, England, Denmark, Holland, uh, Germany. I mean, it's it was fantastic. So, and and also wine from Portugal, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But the the uh, and then I was uh, I was um, you know do, when I was doing business um, for my selection of wines, especially in Bordeaux, I was helped a lot by Professor Emile Penot. And Professor Emile Penot is like the, the father of, of modern enology. Enology is the science of wine. Mm-hmm. And he, wa- mm-hmm. he, was the, he was the head of the uh, enology uh, department at the University of Bordeaux. And he was, it's very interesting, but he was traveling at that time in, the, in all the world uh, to start new vineyards. I remember him telling us about uh, new vineyards in Mexico, new vineyards in California, new vineyards in Argentina, in Chile, in Australia. And uh, when I went to Australia for my business, also, you, of course, uh, was in contact with the wine people in, in Australia and New Zealand. And, uh, and New Zealand was it was like it was like just the beginning of of the wines in New Zealand. And uh, it, it's amazing because this wine, this world of wine, has really exploded. And then uh, the wines really of South has. Africa are, are now you know coming out really in the very strongly and with the great qualities. Uh, although they were known in South Africa, but now the, you know they're, they're being exported, and it's it's fantastic. And all the wines of Central Europe also. So you see, this this world of wine has has become at the same time uh, uh, has expanded a lot, and, but at the same time it's become in a way uh, more friendly. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm, it, can, mm-hmm. it can become more friendly. Well, I, you know, it's interesting because. Um, when I uh, I'm originally from Chicago, uh, and I moved to uh, California, and of course when I came to California, one of the first things that uh, I got introduced to was wine tasting because I'm near uh, Napa Valley and Shenandoah Valley and uh, Fairplay and all of these phenomenal wines, and I absolutely fell in love 
and, and, and literally at, at, at one point I probably belonged to like 20 different uh, line clubs. It was absolutely insane. And I would go every single week because it was only a 45-minute drive. I would literally go every week because, one, I love the drop. Uh, and I love the smell, and I love the grapes, and I would just go to every vineyard, and I would just wine taste, and I would it, 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 I, I love ports, and I just had a blast. So, so what I love about you is that you actually teach people um, not only about wine, but how to taste it, how to buy it, how to enjoy it, and how to really make it an experience. Now, you have a book. Uh, I believe called uh, choosing wine made easy. Is that right? It is, it is absolutely correct, and it's you know it's uh, 47 tips to help you become more confident in the world of wine. Wow. What I, I, what, you know, and you know that because you, you've done it, and people drink wine because you know it's it's kind of fashionable and it's nice, and it's it's nice to drink a good glass of wine with friends. Oh God, yes. But <laughs> but uh, how do I choose my wine, and who is choosing my wine for me, and why do they choose this wine, or how sure. do they pair the how do they pair the wine with the food I'm I'm having? That's right, well, that's right. At that point, all of a sudden, people kind of become confused or a bit embarrassed sometimes, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. if they're in charge. If you're an executive and you're uh, inviting, uh, you know, uh, customers or uh, or potential customers and, and you have to relinquish your power to the sommelier or the wine steward, you don't like it. Mm -hmm, you don't like mm -hmm. it. And, uh, and there are ways, very easy ways to really keep the power, keep control, so that you know what you're doing, and the sommelier knows what you're doing. Well, what I really like about this is, you know, you, I, I've been watching your videos, and we're going to uh, blast a lot of your videos out to, uh, to our, uh, our audience uh, to let them see, you know, uh, what you actually offer. And you also, on, on uh, your website, is, is it Wise Made Easy? Uh, choosingwinemadeeasy.com, isn't it? Choosingwinemadeeasy.com, and yeah. also, I, yes, and um, uh, and that's uh, that's you know they can get a lot, they can get free information on there, and uh, I, it's really you know something that they can help. And I also have another one which is theultimatewinetrip.com. Yes, I want to talk about that as well because now this is this is really cool. So you, really, you have a couple of things that I think is a necessity for anyone. Uh, wanting to know anything about wine at any level. So, so the first thing you have is choosing wine ladies. You've got the book, of course. Then you have a website. People can go there. You do webinars uh, uh, and teleseminars uh, teaching people about wine, which is fantastic because that can, you know, anybody in the world then can chime in and dial in and, and, and get this great information. But yeah. the other thing that you do that I think is, and, and I'm, obviously I'm going to be doing it, is that you have the ultimate wine trip. Oh, my God. Talk to us about that. So, you know, people do a, a lot of wine tours. There are lots of wine tours around, and that, but I call it the, the ultimate wine fantasy experience because uh, the difference is that I take people to Bordeaux, Burgundy, and Paris, but what I do is I take them to my nobility, friends, and family. And we're invited in the castles. We're in, so some of these castles are among the top wine estates in the world. Or, wow. You know, in Bordeaux and Burgundy, but some are not. But it's the culture around wine. We're going to have a dinner or lunch in this castle. We're going to be hosted by my friends or my family. And 
you know, it's going to be, you're going to be having a dinner with the Count and Countess d'Armaillet, my cousins, or the Count and Countess de Nadiac, my friend for 50 years, or, and they're going to be hosting you like friends because you're coming with me. So mm-hmm. you're their friends. You're their friends. And, uh, and of course there'll be great wines, and of course there'll be great food, but it's going to be like to like the undertone because it's all about conversation and being welcome and becoming friends and having great conversations and a lot of fun, and uh, that's what it's all about. This is why I call it an experience. It's also, of course, going to be about wine, but at some point wine is almost like uh, the the foundation, but that's all. The rest is built on top. Absolutely. I think once you know uh, once you know your wines, and Lord knows I'm not an expert, but I, you know I, I absolutely enjoy uh, having great wine. But I think once you learn your wine, uh, the world just kind of opens up to you. Uh, I, I also, everybody knows I'm a, a cigar aficionado, so I love pairing uh, a great wine with a great cigar. So let's talk about. And, and by the way, pardon me. That's a good one, too. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, we have to get together. We have to do that, uh, uh, Eve. That's going to be absolutely a, a must. Uh, so, so now, what is the web address for the, the Ultimate Wine uh, Experience? It's theultimatewinetrip.com. Theultimatewinetrip.com. Okay. Now, let's get into some nuts and bolts here because I'm sure people listening are going to say, oh, this is all great, and uh, but, you know, uh, I've got some, some, some basic questions. So, so, all right, how do you differentiate between a $50 bottle of wine versus a $500 bottle of wine? How, how, what are the factors? How much should one pay for a quality bottle of wine? Okay, between a $50 bottle of wine and a $500 bottle of wine, that's, that's, I would say that's the easiest. That's the easiest because the $500 of wine, uh, dollar, uh, bottle of wine Will be will be coming from an estate or uh, a chateau or or, um, or a domain here, uh, you know, in California, which is very well known. And then you can really find all the information about how old the vineyard is, how old are the vines, how they are treated, how the harvest is done, how the uh, the aging in oak is done, how the uh, when the bottling has been done, uh, and the traceability of the bottles that you're buying because you want to make sure that they're the wine that comes from the estate and somebody has stuck a label on the bottle of something else. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is, I would say, that's would be the easiest. The easiest uh, would be to uh, to differentiate these two. The, the the difficult part, in my opinion, is between uh, a sixty dollar bottle of wine and a twenty five dollar bottle of wine, mm-hmm. because they might be about the same, and the difference would be about marketing. Mm. You know, and, uh, wow. and I would say, I would, you know, in my opinion, you have a the bulk of all these wines are about all the, you know, more or less the same in quality. Also, you, mm-hmm. So you'll have all the uh, violins coming out, and that's the, what I call the marketing part, you know, to tell you this and this and that about the wine. But, you know, if you if you really look at how all the, these wines are made, uh, there is a big difference. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you just one example. When it's harvest time, okay? Mm-hmm. Where where does the grape come from? When is it cut? How long does it take to get to the cellar? And mm-hmm. what happens when it gets to the cellar? Um, if in, for the 500 bottle wine, it's I would tell you it's it's a, it's it takes like 
five to 15 minutes from the vineyard to the cellar. And when the grapes get there, they're destemmed, you know, that the berries are taken out of the stem. And then mm-hmm. the, the, the berries, the grapes themselves, are sorted by hand to make sure mm-hmm. that there is no crushed, rotten, green uh, leaves, twigs, anything which will go in the harvest. Mm-hmm. Or the wine, uh, the grapes are bought from all over the place, and it takes, you know, uh, they're trucked to to the cellar, and sometimes they sit, as I've seen, uh, for hours in the sun before they can be processed. And the trun, uh, the, the 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 truck, like you know, it's like uh, uh, just uh, pours all the, the 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 grapes in the. In a, in a in a machine, it's distant, but you still have a bunch of twigs, leaves, grapes. You know, the, the grapes are not sorted like they are, mm-hmm. and it's like bulk, you know. And it's it goes. It, I'm not saying it's going to make a bad wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not it's just a different process in terms of handling. Totally, it's a totally, totally different process. It's a totally different product. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and you know, and most of the, all these uh, these wines are made the bulk way. I'm sorry to say, and and so the rest will differentiate is is marketing. So you have to study a little bit, or or find someone who can help you, and tell you, uh, you know, well, this is about the same. And I would suggest you do a real comparative tasting, which means that you're going to take the same kind of wines and taste them blind. Mm-hmm. Because often, the tasting you go to, what are they? They give you a glass, and you go from booth to booth, and you drink your wine after four or five glasses of wines. Uh, four or five glasses of wine. I mean, your brain is very happy. There is no <laughs> way. There is no way you can sort the wines by quality. It's That's done. True. You're done for. Sure. So a sure. comparative tasting, very thorough, and you spit out the wine. So it doesn't get to your brain as fast. It does a little bit, but not as fast. And let's say you take five Cabernet Sauvignon or ten Cabernet Sauvignon from the same year from different estates. Uh-huh. You take five Merlot, same same vintage. You know, the vintage is the year the wine was harvested, not the mm-hmm. wine, the year where the wine was bottled. So you take same vintage, five, three, five, ten wines, uh, above 10 wines, so I would say it, it takes a little bit of training. And then you pour them in a glass, you hide the bottles, you put numbers, and then you choose the wine and you'll see which wine you like best. Wow. Now, and, most and people have never out. even don't know you, this. This is great. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what I teach, you know, how to taste wine. And I show people how to really taste wine. And it makes a big difference. And then all of a sudden, you, when you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant, you remember because you made notes and you know it's 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 a whole different world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so tell me about this. Uh, you know what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have uh, when uh, choosing uh, wine or when it comes to wine in general? Well, I would say first of all that's uh, you know um, and that's a good tip by the way. People when they sit at the restaurant. Okay, what is the first thing that is happening? The sommelier comes and says, would you care care for a drink? 
or a glass of wine. So if your wine, mm-hmm. if your dinner is going to be about wine, you don't want hard liquor before the before the dinner because mm-hmm. it's going to your appetite. It's going to kill your taste. You know that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to offer something, I would offer a glass of champagne or a glass of sparkling California wine. You have some excellent uh, sparkling uh, California wines, you know, like from Anderson Valley. They make some beautiful wines there, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. beautiful sparkling wines. So it doesn't kill your appetite. Usually the level of alcohol is is not as uh, strong in this in the sparkling wine as it is in other white wines. And then you choose your food. And then you order the wine. And that's, you know, because otherwise how can you pair food and wine? If you order you order the wine and then you're going to order the food. So what happens? Somebody is asking for a salmon steak, the other mm-hmm. one for a ribeye, and the third one from uh, chicken parmigiano. What, so is what, there a general rule? That's a very good point. Is there a general rule where, if, if you know, if you're having chicken or pasta, it should be a white wine. If you're having... Uh, you know, red meats, then it should be a red wine. What are some of the what are some of the rules there? The the basic general large rule, which has a lot of exception, is red wine with red meat, white wine with white meat, or white fish or fish. Okay, but mm-hmm. if you have a fish with a red wine sauce, have a red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, some fish have a, you know, you do some very good, uh, if you have, uh, uh, if you have veal with a, with a cream sauce, it can very well go with a white wine. With a, with a Chardonnay from Burgundy, you know. So the rule is basic, but it, it, it has a lot of exceptions. The, 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 the main thing is you order the food and then you order the wine. Because if you have guests, let's say you have a table with 10 people, you might have to order a bottle of red and a bottle of white. Depending on who's having what, uh, what at the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't have, you know, maybe you won't have everybody drinking the same wine. This is fantastic. You know what I want to do? I, I, I can see that we're going to have to have you come back several times on the show because there's so many questions that I want to ask, and each one I think ends up being an entire show. I mean, you know, so so for so for instance, you know, when do you uh, have a blush? Uh, versus of a rival, and what are the differences? Uh, you know, on your teleconference uh, and your, tele- your 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 webinar, uh, I was I was watching, uh, and everybody when you go, uh, you will uh, get a free gift actually from uh, uh, Board on. Uh, that one of that free gift is really teaching people about. Uh, you know how to uh, handle older wines. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, is there such a thing as a wine too old to drink? Uh, yes, there is a wine. Uh, wines, and this is why it's important when you keep wine in your cellar to to have a bottle from time to time. Let's say some wines need to be aged, so you buy two cases of. You have 24 bottles. That's two cases mm-hmm. of bottles. Okay. And you say, okay, for five years from now, I'm trying a bottle. Oh, this wine is very nice, very good, but it's still very strong, and it has a lot of... Uh, then it, you're, you're at 20 years, the 20 years mark. You taste the wine, and then you see, hmm, now it's starting to really get really nice and delicate, and it has all these different complex uh, uh, flavors and aromas that come out with the, from the old wine. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, you will find out that, oh, oh it's time. 
it's it's you you see that it's at the end it, 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 it's starting to have a weakness or a, a thinness in the wine that is a sign that the wine is going to become uh, to become soon and it even happened to me once i remember having a sharing a bottle of 1906 um uh, i won't name the chateau because uh, it, actually the, there was a um, and we we're drinking and the, as we we're pouring the wine in the glass and um we found it very delicate and delicious, and it it was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, in front of our eyes, in five minutes, the wine was gone and became like chocolate color in our glass, and it, that was it. There was no more wow. wine. Wow! Wow! Okay. So so it's important that you know it's important to have uh, to age the wines that need to be aged, uh, red and white for that matter. You know, some great Burgundy uh, whites uh, age very well. But it's important to make sure that you are tasting them from time to time so that they're not over the hill and you have a cellar full of bottles that are not drinkable anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, wine is made to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> and that's a fact. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. You're preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, it's, 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 they say it's also good to have a glass of, of, of red wine uh, uh, every uh, evening. Uh, uh, now, I believe in, in France they call that health. Here in America we call that an alcoholic. But uh, <laughs> 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 so, so you call me what you will. But uh, I, I have to have a nice glass of wine in, uh, in the evening or, or uh, uh, after that have a good cigar and a good program. But... Let's talk about this. Um, where do people or where should people go uh, to buy wine? Most people go to, you know, like maybe Costco or their local, uh, you know, uh, food bar where they might have a little wine selection. Where, 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 where are the best places for or Should people go to the vineyards if they have uh, access to that? Or where should they go to purchase their wine? But I think it's both, actually. Uh, both, you know, going to the vineyards, if you have the opportunity to go to the vineyards or get in touch with them uh, if you have time and uh, and if you can visit, that's even the best because you can talk to the winemaker maybe mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. someone there, hopefully the winemaker, but usually you have to have connections to talk to the winemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Costco, you know, is not a bad place to buy wine. I, I'm, I'm really surprised sometimes at the great bottles that they have. The other day I was looking, you know, they have the uh, here in um, – uh, they have a, a glass case where they have these uh, sometimes these uh, uh, I would say bottles of uh, really high-end wines. The other day they were, had a, a Petrus. They had a Petrus uh, nine, uh, 2005, I think, for a very good price compared to what you could find in in some places. It was 1,900 and some dollars. Wow. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it, but I knew it was a very good price. Mm-hmm. And then you had a bottle of Cristal Champagne. You know, you know about the, you've heard about mm-hmm. Cristal Champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And they're, they're they're good friends. And uh, the, the the price was also fantastic. So 
you know, you have some good, I would say you have some good buyers at Costco, but look also at your uh, liquor store and, and talk to you, to the, to the store manager. Okay. And if you're looking for a wine and you have a hard time getting it or you're intimidated in, uh, you know, because you don't want to get, you don't want your, you don't live close by uh, to the vineyard, so you, well, ask him, can you, can you, uh, order this wine for me? Or mm-hmm. uh, what do you, you know, and if, if he, he should be helpful. You know, and uh, help you with that. Well, now one, another question that uh, uh, comes up uh, a lot, and and actually, uh, it's what got me really into wines. My my sweetheart, uh, when I was in Chicago, sent me um, a port wine, and I had never had a port wine before, and it just knocked my. She sent me the port wine, two bottles of port wine, and. Uh, uh, some some chocolates, uh, like strawberry chocolates. Yes, she was courting me, and I was courting her. Um, <laughs> she, she was I, good. I was, yeah, she and she. Yeah, well, she got the prize. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we've been together like ten years, uh, but uh, <laughs> that got me to California. Uh, but I had never had port, and a lot of people have never well, might have heard of port, but haven't had it. it, it it's, so, can you tell tell us the difference? Between, uh, and you had talked about this earlier in Portugal, uh, a port versus a dessert wine versus a red wine versus a white wine. Well, first, it's a different process, so I'm, I'm, I, we don't have time to go into details now. But it's sure. Uh, but it's it's more of a fortified wine, and port, uh, and they have some. You know, the process is is really amazing because they they have aging. They have some ports which are aged in casks. For a very long time, and it gives uh, it gives a very typical and special uh, type of uh, uh, aromas and flavors to these wines. Mm-hmm. And I learned that in, you know I was drinking port in France. We actually in our family, we were, my parents would offer a, a, a glass of port before uh, the meal. You know before mm-hmm. you know, before mm-hmm. lunch. Uh, and I, then I went to London. You know, I was sent to London to learn how to speak the language, and I still have to learn how to speak it. But uh, and <laughs> I found out that they had port at the end of the meal with Stilton, with the cheese. Mm. And it was a new experience because all of a sudden, the, 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 the meal took a, a different direction. You know, it's like as if the meal, when, once the meal is ended, everybody wants to leave. I mean, it's like over. But mm-hmm. then you come back with a stilton and the port, and it's like a new avenue that you're opening, and people have conversation. and they Sure, it's a new party that started, absolutely. And the experience is very different. And then when the, the cheese is over, that's when you can light up your cigar. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want you. I, I don't, I'm not trying to push you to smoke, but you know, because especially in California, they tell me it's bad for health. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, what's, what's what was that uh, old saying that George Burns says when he was 100 years old? If I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. So, <laughs> and he smoked cigars until the day he died, 101, 105. Yeah, so. So forget all of you people out there. If you don't want me to smoke, don't listen to the show. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I have to have a cigar and a good wine and a good good cognac over the top. And and uh, and the port and the port. So the port wine makes it a very different experience. But again, you know, it has to be balanced with the menu. You know, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. do that, 
don't put um, don't put don't, don't don't you know have a, a red wine on the uh, on the cheese if you have cheese at the end of the meal or mm-hmm. don't you know don't go back and forth and then come up with a port in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. because that would that would be totally unbalanced so think mm-hmm. about your menu. You know, and the progression and the and how it fits with the food, and you don't want if you if don't overfeed people with uh, huge appetizers and huge entree, and then come up with a silton and the port when nobody has any more as as an appetite anymore. You you need oh, to be hungry still. You know, Very otherwise nice. you won't be able to enjoy. Sure. And the wine sure. and the cheese. Great advice. Great information. For the bon uh, vivants uh, of, of, of wine uh, uh, tasting uh, and uh, wine connoisseurs, uh, is it true uh, that uh, there are particular uh, types of glass uh, that uh, allow the wine to taste uh, better or more pure? Is that, is that a fact or is that a myth? It's a fact. And I think that the best way to find out is you do a comparative tasting with the same wine, one plastic glass, one glass glass, one crystal glass with a one uh, one glass with a st- one glass made of glass with a stem and a tulip form tulip shape, then a crystal glass with a stem and a tulip shape, not too big about about six to eight ounces size, and you pour in the wine about two ounces in each glass. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you do the blind tasting, you're going to be amazed. That is so incredible. And Just you, the glass alone, amazed. that's incredible. Yep, you're going to be amazed because, I'll tell you it's very simple, because our mind is set in some ways, and we see plastic, we think it's not as good. Very true, very true. Okay, so I think it's like, it's like if, if I do, if I blindfold you, and I put 15 glasses, you know, nine red wines, five white wines, and a glass of water, blindfolded, you'll have a very hard time to find a glass of water. Mmm. That is amazing. It is amazing. The way... That the is way, amazing. You see, the, the science of tasting has, has really uh, improved a lot in the last 25, 30 years, and it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of changes. And <clears throat> And we find out that the... The role of our different senses, you know, is, is at the same time, it's very complex. And, and, but it, it has to get together to, for, to really have a tasting experience that is uh, of great quality. And if you, if you disable the, the vision, if you disable uh, the smell, or if you disable the, the taste buds, then your, your, your tasting experience will not be achieved the way it should be. Incredible. Yves de Bourdon, you are literally the baron of wine. I absolutely uh, love you, love what you're doing, and want you to come back on the show, and let's, do, let's really dig in each time and talk about all of the particulars, you know. So let's just do one where we talk about white wines and the difference between a Chardonnay and a Viognier or just, you know, what a Syrah versus a Petite Syrah and how to choose a cab and all of these. There's just a sundry of things that we can have uh, fun with and I I think people can really uh, uh, enjoy. Uh, So with that, 
What, again, uh, are your web addresses? The choosingwinemadeeasy.com. Uh-huh. And the ultimatewinetrip.com. Question, how many wine trips do you do? How many uh, trips do you do? What, what is the process of that for somebody wanting to, 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 do, to take that it on? Is, it is very expensive, and uh, you have to go to the travel agents to find out. And we do usually, uh, we try to go four times in the spring and twice in the fall. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Then, yes. And people can go to May, uh, choosingwinemadeeasy.com to sign up for your uh, webinars and teleseminars. How often do you yes. do those? Well, I do. I do that. You know, I have uh, the webinars uh, uh, on a monthly basis, and um, I can. I also have a blog, and uh, and also I'm ready to uh, answer questions. You know, people. I'm I'm easy to reach and uh, and uh, talk to people. So just uh, get in touch with me, and uh, we'll do. I'll do what I can. Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Love you. Uh, can't wait to have you back on the show. Let's talk again soon. Thank you so much, Philip. It was really a pleasure, and it's going to be my pleasure to come back and talk with you. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.